Okay, let me uh, just read off my script here. This is Killstreak episode 40. Does that sound right? Episode 40. Yeah. I am... Let me see here now. This Eric is Gosselin. 40. I'm coming in without introduction. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a co-host of this podcast. <laughs> and that is Mike Price. How are you doing tonight, Mike? Punchy. A little punchy. A little um, punchy, too. Yeah, Sleepy. This, this, yeah, we're both like, I, I don't know. Maybe this will be the funniest episode we ever cut. Cause maybe it's, it's already holding us to a very <laughs> low bar. <laughs> you ever have that thing where I always, this never happens anymore. Cause I'm never hung over anymore. And when mm-hmm. I am, I just hide in my fucking house all day. Yeah. But when I was younger, I was hilarious when I had a hangover. Really? Yeah. And I would go out to brunch and stuff with like, always with my roommates, like girlfriends and shit. <laughs> You know? And crack them up. Yeah, because I never had my own. No, I'm just kidding. I occasionally have a <laughs> Once in a while. I did a lot of third and fifth wheeling in my 20s. Um, <laughs> but yeah. The third wheel, Mike Price. Just be out at a Denny's at 11 on a Sunday, and I'm just like, man, so effortlessly hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's great. No, I, that, that doesn't happen to me. I get hangovers really rock me. If if they're bad, like, I, I need to go back to sleep. Um, yeah. It, yeah. That's the only I've I found that my one true hangover cure is to wake up, feel like shit, eat something and then go back to sleep for like at least an yeah. hour. Then I'll be fine. I mean, this doesn't certainly doesn't make me productive and it doesn't like save my day or anything, but in terms of just feeling awful, I have found that getting pretty stoned helps a hangover. Mm, I haven't done that. I should try that yeah. next time. Mm-hmm. Although I say this in the midst of a dry month for me. I'm not Ooh. drinking alcohol until. Is that the calendar just, month of November or just a thir- a random? Nah, 30 just day just thirty days. Okay. Just 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 for funsies. Okay. Wanna, it's already like my sleep is great. I feel yeah. good. I'm Energetic. jealous because I don't drink much at all and my sleep sucks. <laughs> yeah. My I, it turns out I'm a good sleeper. Okay. Um. Oh, I I did want to quickly say, uh-huh. yeah, this is a wrap up episode. We can yeah. get a little loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time for our friends, like faux bachelor party. It was like a bachelor party after the fact. We went to San Diego. Price and I, a yeah. bunch of other people, rented an Airbnb. It was a blast. It was fun. The next morning, I needed to get my hangover nap in, and I just couldn't successfully fall asleep, and I was obliterated by this hangover. It was so bad. Yeah. We all got into uh, two separate, like, ride shares. Yeah. Um, and in the mid in the middle of mine, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm so hungover, I can't even move." <laughs> and the guy insisted on blasting the sound of silence, the cover by Disturbed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're just like really like trying to. <laughs> Fix my eyes on the horizon as we're going to this restaurant. Oh, <laughs> this is the sound of silence. I and then no, keep going, please. I was say we get to the restaurant. It's yeah. next to a Red Lobster. There's, there's a big a barbecue place we we're headed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a big line. I'm so hungover, I can't even talk, and I just peel off from the group and sit down on a bench and like breathe heavily. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, okay, well, we uh, we put in a number or something like that, and we're going to just go to this Red Lobster and get drinks. Yeah, and, and maybe some biscuits. I think we got some Cheddar Bay biscuits, too. Yeah, uh, I was, and I had to lay down in a booth at Red Lobster. 
<laughs> and then eventually I ate some clam chowder. <laughs> yeah. I have a picture. Uh, yes. And yeah. maybe we can put it on our Twitter. But, yeah. I, but somewhere on my Instagram, I have a picture of you and friend of the podcast, Jim <laughs> Hall, both looking like absolute hammered shit at Red Lobster. And I'm look, I'm like making the face in the picture of like, <laughs> if you could just yeah. imagine my face in there, that's you have that's the you have the thousand yard stare of like an eleven year old child soldier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that was rough times. Um, but what isn't rough times is the Evil Dead series, which we are going to be ranking in our canonical order today uh also we wanted to take some time to talk about the stars tv series ash versus the evil dead which sadly only lasted three seasons and then uh i think they canceled it pretty recently mm. um so we'll not be coming back for for more no um i only uh, do you want to, should we talk about that now or do you want to save yeah, it for after? Let's, let's talk about it now. Cause we'll, we'll kind of treat it. This is like the bonus fifth installment. Yeah. I, I mean, fourth. Yes. Fifth installment. I forgot there's a new one. Uh, it's an entire TV series. So we're not going to go like, you know, beat by beat, yeah. but, or give like major spoilers. Uh, also because I'm only a season and a half in, I mean, I'm halfway through season two. I just got super busy with work this week and just gotcha. didn't get a chance to watch to finish it like i wanted to i came up uh two episodes short of finishing it and then i in the most uh the most preferable way of consuming media like a tv show i read the recaps of the last two episodes on wikipedia oh really <laughs> just so i could know how it ends yeah um, it, uh did it seem like it wraps up in a in a satisfying way it, or is it it, it seems like it has a fair i mean it, it has a classic fairly conclusive finale with the option to do more but it's like if it ends where it ends it's fine okay that's yeah. good that's good to know going yeah. forward mm -hmm. um so yeah i think i've mentioned it on previous episodes i love this show mm -hmm. yeah i think it's very good and i was shocked that i hadn't watched it yet yeah, I uh I I think that the the easiest compliment and the that I can confidently pay to Ash versus Evil Dead is it is much better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, like it really is manages mostly to be its own thing while still staying true to the character of Ash and like the kind of tone and I think you and I talked about this a little bit when we were doing Army of Darkness. But it's like it does also sort of synthesize the tones of largely the second and third movie. So Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that maybe dials back a tiny bit of the slapstick from Army of Darkness and makes it more horror geared again. But like it does, you know, if you hated 2013 Evil Dead because it's a real tonal departure, like obviously this is should be right up your alley. Yeah. It, and it is maybe uh one of the best examples of blending horror and comedy yeah. i've seen in a long time it really nails it mm -hmm. um it does i mean this is blasphemous to say i think it even does a better job at being funny and scary than like evil dead 2 Ooh, uh, and i'm not boy. saying that's a it's a better thing mm -hmm. i'm just saying like there's an episode that i watch it's a, i think it might be the season finale of 
of uh, season one where they go back to the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like legitimately pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and, and like then, but then some of the laughs are like legit. Like I actually laugh at them. No, it's not yeah. like Three Stooges routines. It's like really yeah. funny. Especially jokes. season season two. Uh, uh, takes the characters back to Ash's hometown of Elk Grove mm-hmm. and introduces his father as a character played by Lee Majors, the $6 million man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I would say that my favorite addition to season two is probably Ted Raimi playing Chet, who is Bruce yeah. Campbell's childhood best friend, essentially. And is just like yeah. sort of his co-sleazebag. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ash is a total sleaze bag in this movie, in this series. Like <laughs> he really they, is. Yeah, he he. Uh, you get the sense that his character has been trying to re- keep an iron grip, no pun intended, on his glory days. Yeah, uh, and even to the point where the whole ep- the whole thing starts off because he got stoned and tried to impress a lady he brought back from the bar by reciting. Uh, poetry which is just <laughs> passages you know, like the... from the necronomica <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 um yeah and they and that's delivered you know the show is definitely leaning into that and you know the soundtrack is a lot of like ash's heyday type stuff and it's basically yeah the whole thing is just kind of a guy living in the past and you know this the show occasionally toys with like a little bit of pathos and like you said it can get scary at parts which i like and i think definitely gives it a leg up over army of darkness in that respect that it gets scarier and and it's also very gory it may be the goriest television show i've ever seen super gory uh, oh obviously my God. it's still kind of slapsticky and very goofy violence a lot of the time but holy shit there's so much blood and dismemberment in this show yeah yeah there's i don't want to ruin anything but there's one sequence in season 2 that i brought my wife into the room to see is it the morgue it's the morgue <laughs> ash just gets his head stuck in a corpse in probably not the way you're expecting and it is insane it's completely insane <laughs> yeah it's i great. can't believe they got away with it yeah the special effects work is great the freedom that they've been given to be fucking disgusting by stars mm-hmm. is great um you know for anybody who hasn't seen it and who likes evil dead and is like thinking about it it's like a wholehearted recommend for me i think you should check it out yeah uh so- I have almost finished it now, and I will say that there is, and this is just my opinion, I think there's a little quality drop in season three. Um, Okay. It does switch showrunners. For the first two seasons, it's a guy named, I believe it's Craig DiGiorgio, who was, or DiGregorio, not DiGiorgio. I apologize, sir. Craig D. Gregorio, who was a writer on Workaholics, and actually, oh. and so if you look at the writing credits for the first season, there's some comedians that that I think we'd both be familiar with that are pretty oh, yeah. funny. So they came over from the staff of Workaholics. So that would be Sean Clements, mm-hmm. who podcast fans might know from Hollywood Handbook, and then another guy named Dominic Dierkes. Uh, yeah who is a pretty funny comedian 
uh, uh, in yeah. his own right and a good writer. So it's like that was sort of they. Uh, but Di Gregorio is the guy who was the showrunner for the first two seasons, and then the show is produced by Rob Tapert, who is the original producer of The Evil Dead and who produced all of the films, right? So he, along with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, is one of the three creators of the series. He's the physical producer and always mm-hmm. has been. And I did a little digging around, and in, interestingly, I found out that DiGregorio uh, quit uh, basically on the finale of the second season. Because oh wow! Yeah, because uh, I guess for the entire life of the series, as long as he was working on the show, he was butting heads with Rob Tapert, and it kind of came to a head at the end. Uh, they had differing creative visions, and uh, you know, if you go toe to toe with one of the original creators of the series, and yeah, the, and the producer of the whole show, and the husband of Lucy Lawless, the you know one of the stars of the show, I think you. Oh, is he the husband of Lucy Lawless? Yeah, so, yes, uh, he is. I believe that they met through Xena, which Rob Tapert produced. And I didn't realize uh, until you had mentioned it a couple episodes ago that Sam Raimi was even even involved in Xena. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Renaissance Pictures produced both Hercules Legendary Journeys and Xena Warrior Princess, which I think I mentioned... But, you did, yeah. Yeah, but um, Zena was created by Rob Tapert and one of the writers, so he is he is a co-creator of Zena Warrior Princess. That they must have made so much fucking money off of those two shows. <laughs> I know an editor who um now is is like an editor, uh, but when he first was out of fi- out of film school mm-hmm. and like in student loan debt, just wrote like on a season or two of Zena in in that course of time was able to like buy a house, pay off his student loan debt. Like that, this is when yeah. like TV writing, was, that was the heyday just, of like, that's a yeah. real, that's like a amazing career to have. And exactly. Now I'm sure guys like, uh, the, the aforementioned Sean Clements would tell you, well, now you get paid like $500 to write a digit, an episode of a digital series for Peacock. And it's right, like, right. You're yeah. non-union. And yeah, it's uh, things yeah. have really gone downhill for creatives. But that was that was the height of things, I think. For sure. Um, but yeah, so Rob Taper created Hercules and Xena. Um, and those shows, uh, as you may or may not know, were shot where... Oh, we were talking about this off before the uh, before the episode started. (laughs) Seamless. Yeah. New Zealand. Uh, That's correct. Uh, Certainly Xena. And I think if not all of Hercules, then certainly some of Hercules shot in New Zealand. Um, Ah. And so this is noteworthy because Eric mentioned to me right before we sharded the sharded the stove. (laughs) Right before we sharded our pants and pressed record, <laughs> we did, uh, that's something we. Yeah. Sh- that's actually something we should tell you guys yeah. before the start of each show. About a, about a half an hour before, Mike and I drink a gallon of whole milk, which does not sit well with us. And then we time our records. We say three, yeah. two, one. We shart. Yeah, and then right. we press record. I like to think it gives me some real momentum. 
going yeah. into the start of the episode. It, it makes it so I can never really settle down in my seat. So like I never really get too comfortable <laughs> yeah, and get right. sleepy. You can't rest on your laurels. Oh, man. I got to tell you, I was just clicking around here. I'm on the Wikipedia page for Hercules Legendary Journeys. And there is a thumbnail of the box cover for the Nintendo 64 Hercules Legendary Journeys. And that is a game that has got oh, wow. to be terrible, but I would love oh, I to bet. play. I want to play it so bad, though. Um, I've, there's got to be videos of, on YouTube of that. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo, too, a, a guy who's <laughs> aged, aged into some good opinions. Yeah. Um, he, he, and Z, some... he and Lucy Lawless have really gone in two different directions in terms of... There was of... somebody else, too, recently that I think we were talking about that... I, Fuck it. I mean, it's not going to pay off because I don't remember who this person is, but it's like Ricky Schroeder paying for fucking Kyle Ritten. Yeah. Houses. Jesus Christ. We, it wasn't him, but. Yeah. Oh, boy. Sorry to get political, guys. Yeah. Well, you know, really. it's hard okay. for white male actors these days who, <laughs> who need something to blame on, uh, to blame their washing up on. Uh, yeah. And nothing <laughs> works quite like the libs. So, uh, <laughs> Regardless, moving back to our, our topic of conversation. Yeah, so the last season had a new showrunner, and it also had a creative direction that was dictated more so by Rob Tapert. Um, and I know that one of the big conflicts those guys had was that uh, Di Gregorio felt like this show worked best as a comedy with mm-hmm. lots of horror elements. And Rob Tapert frequently felt like they pushed it too far. Mentioned specifically the morgue episode that you referenced as being a thing that he had to fight tooth and nail to keep in the show. Mm. Um, and wow. Rob, Rob Tabor wanted it out because he felt like it wasn't evil dead. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so who knows? It's a very, he said, he said thing. And, and there's a, there's a long and honestly pretty um, revealing interview from D Gregorio out there, but Rob Tabor uh, hasn't really ever commented on the whole situation. So I'm not taking sides, but I will huh. say that season three did not quite do it for me in the way that the first two did. Interesting. Um, okay. Yes. But overall, I think the series is a real win, especially considering, you know, how low expectations might be for something like that. I didn't watch it. You know what I mean? Because, right. Because I just like, hey, they can't, probably can't be good. And there's a lot of TV out there. Yeah, but yeah, if it weren't for like us doing this series on the podcast, I never would have checked it out, and I'm I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you guys are thinking about giving it a go, go for it. Take the plunge, uh, and it's all on Netflix, so uh, it could not yeah. be more accessible to you, unless I yeah. guess it was completely free. But whatever, fuck you, uh, Eric. You want to do uh, a quick rundown of these uh, of the movies in this series before we talk about some superlatives? Yeah, of course. We have uh, 1981's. Did I get that right? Yeah, 1981's yeah, you The Evil it. Dead. Yep. This is uh, the movie that started it all. These are all directed by Sam Raimi, except for the remake. Um, yeah, this was their essentially at a film school, ultra low budget horror movie wildly creative extremely violent a lot of energy uh we are introduced to bruce campbell's ash though he isn't the ash that we come to know and love Mm. um and then we have 1987 
Evil Dead 2. Is it a sequel? Is it a remake? I know our friend Jim Hall yelled at us for not having him on the podcast to discuss this matter. <laughs> this It's funny. This is another opportunity where we could have had him on the podcast to talk about it. And we could have. We didn't. But it didn't. Sl- slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot. Well, I told him, listen, you can be on the podcast, but you got to take charge of reminding me. Yeah. Eric and I can't remember shit on our own. No. I yeah. barely. I barely remember these movies. Uh, so this is the more comedic direction that the series took. Bruce Campbell back as Ash. He's always Ash. I don't need to clarify that for every movie. Yeah. But this is uh, definitely a horror comedy. A lot of slapstick. Um, the gore toned down, but still there. Um, it's, I would say there's as much, if not more, but it's moving into that territory of it's much it, it's much uh, goofier. It's yeah. much harder to take seriously. Yeah, exactly. And then we have the Army of Darkness, Ash in the medieval times, uh, fighting against the Army of Darkness. Um, this also took the took a more comedic tone, uh, and also with some fantasy elements, moving away from horror uh, in a lot of a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Anything more you want to say about the Army of Darkness? I mean, just that it's like, uh, you know, it's the big, it's a big budget one for this series, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's the only major studio release of the original three. And yeah, it's it's a it's definitely it's fun to see the tone progress, and it's interesting. And this is almost a com. It's like a f- action fantasy comedy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then finally, we have Evil Dead from 2013, the remake by Fetty Alvarez. Um, this movie is insanely dark, insanely violent, uh, the, easily the most brutal movie we've ever covered on the show. Yeah. Um, and it turned out it's pretty good, too. It's, it's, there's no real com- comedy uh, yeah. in this movie, although I guess it sort of does get into like over-the-top uh, ultra-gore by the end. Sure. But um, yeah, this is a a a, gr- a new group of teens, not teens, a new group of people at the cabin. Uh, Mia, who is a heroin addict, uh, is detoxing for the weekend, and then demons are released upon them because they stupidly read from the Necronomicon. You know yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's the story of the first two first two movies. Yep. And then here we are. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a TV series that follows and we won't be rating it or ranking it, but, uh, yeah, it follows as if you're curious, it's, uh, it's sort of the last stop on the journey and Ash versus evil dead does cover the further adventures of Ash 30 years after army of darkness. almost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So we, uh, here at kill streak, before we get into our rankings, we like to go over some superlatives that we have come up with for these movies. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we have some superlatives for the Evil Dead series. Mm-hmm. So, first up, best kill. Yeah. Now, this is a series that has some very <laughs> drawn out. I guess would be, would be the word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people don't die quickly. Right. This movies. isn't a Friday the Thirteenth type of situation where you're racking up the big numbers what it is is you probably have five maybe people who die over the course of the whole movie but there is such punishment and violence inflicted that uh, it feels like 
the quantity is much greater. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Price, you want to kick it off with letting us know sure. um, your picks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have an honorable mention, um, which I have decided to award to what is in essence the climax of 81's The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. But the demise of Cheryl and Scotty, which coincides with the what appears to be the destruction of the Necronomicon. Uh, we talked about this on the Evil Dead episode, but this is... A really, for a movie that is as cheap as The Evil Dead was, uh, the uh, claymation effects are so fun and weird and gross, done by uh, Tom Sullivan, who would come back numerous times during the series to do stop motion or claymation work. Um, But yeah, the sort of weird almost psychedelic dissolving and and uh Mm -hmm. destruction of the bodies of cheryl and scotty i think is a lot of fun but it is not my number one pick um my number one pick goes to uh henrietta noby the uh wife of professor noby who is one could argue sort of the main antagonist of most of evil dead 2 Mm -hmm. Um, she's the, uh, little old lady in the cellar who goes through various forms of transformation. And by the end, her neck sort of explodes out of her body and becomes six feet long. And Ash (laughs) battles her with his chainsaw. And this is, I believe if I'm not mistaken, this is, this is his first real chainsaw hand fight. Mm -hmm. Um, this is post attaching the chainsaw to the stump of his hand and he chops her head off and the swallow this. She says, I'll swallow your soul. And he says, swallow this cuts her (laughs) hand, cuts her head off with a chainsaw, but she's gross. The whole scene's a lot of fun. And I think it's like, it really sets the tone. You know, it's like, if you like that, you'll like the series Ash versus evil dead. It's a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Well, well put. Um, so for me, my uh, my honorable mention goes to Evil Dead, the 2013 movie, Ooh. and it is the final fight between Mia and the uh, demonic version of Mia. Sure, where sh- she ends up. It's it's just a whole sequence that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, Mia ends up ripping her own hand off that's pinned underneath a jeep. Yeah, and then using a um a, a chainsaw to saw like the top half of the demon in half yeah like down the middle uh in so much yeah between the eyes so much blood is is flying and also it's raining blood at the time Mm -hmm. there's a burning cabin in the background the blood like everything looks red it's It's fucking awesome yeah yeah it's pretty dope yeah and then for my winner Mm -hmm. for best kill you already mentioned it. It's your honorable mention. It ah. is uh, Scott and Cheryl's claymation dissolving. Okay. Um, it's just, it's always stuck with me throughout the years. It's unforgettable. The claymation, it doesn't look good, but it, it looks awesome <laughs> at the same time. Right. And it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, it's like all of a sudden, this, like you said, it just this movie turns into like this psychedelic horror show. Mm-hmm. Um. It's disgusting and like they get all moldy and stuff. It, it's 
Mwah. I've always loved it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ah, very good. Very good picks. Um, all right. Well, since I got to go first on that one, would you mm-hmm. like to go first on the next category, Eric? Yeah, sure. Uh, should we do which one do you want to do next? Why don't we do uh and let's uh, let I mean we'll keep this open to all characters, but let's be honest, this is really an Ash category. Yeah, uh, the last two are both sort of in that realm, but I mean this is an Ash series, baby. Like this, this whole series, <laughs> this is Bruce Campbell's, right? Evil Dead twenty thirteen, we both liked, but you know what? One of the biggest problems was no Ash, no Ash. Yeah. Um. So for our next one, we wanted to do. The best bit of uh, slapstick physical comedy, something that becomes a bit of a uh, a theme, especially for the second and third movies. But even in the first, there's a lot of punishment, and we yeah. get to see the beginnings of Bruce Campbell's long and fruitful career of getting his ass kicked on uh, on film. So, what's what are your picks, Eric? Um, so my honorable mention, I wanted to run by you to see if it even counts. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it is from Army of Darkness. Uh-huh. It's when Ash is sucked into the Necronomicon portal and comes out with his face all stretched out <laughs> and then has to shake his face uh-huh. vigorously yeah. to get it to go back to normal. I mean, I would, say, I would say that works. I mean, it gets a lot okay. of help from prosthetics. Yeah, but yeah, that's, he that's does why a lot it was a of acting, mark. and he does a lot of shaking his head, and he does right. a lot of kind of aping and and you know holding his giant jaws. It's all my my vision of this. If you ask me, if you mention this scene to me, I always go back to him feeling his yeah. insanely yeah, exactly. long jaw. Yeah, which is great physical acting on his part. So that's my honorable mention because it is something that when I saw like mm-hmm. disturbed me. In a way that's always stuck with stuck with me. Yeah. Even though it's it's just like on its face, pretty silly. Um, but then my number one pick, I have a feeling we're probably gonna be saying the same thing. It's Ash wrestling with his own hand in mm-hmm. Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- flipping through the through the kitchen, smashing plates on his head. It's just a wonderful piece of physical comedy and mm-hmm. truly impressive performance by Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's on my list. Maybe it's not. Maybe well, it's here. Maybe I feel like being contrarian. Um, oh, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> my honorable mention uh, is a scene that I think is part of a larger sequence that pushes uh, the limit in terms of how much slapstick is too much for an Evil Dead movie. Uh but I would say that the sequence with the mini ashes, mm. um, the sort of Gulliver's Travels nod uh, as Ash battles a bunch of mini ashes who come out of broken shards of glass, uh, gets stabbed in the ass with a fork, <laughs> uh, has ends up swallowing one and has to pour boiling water down his throat. I, I just keep coming back to that sequence of Ash... Going through the, how about a little hot chocolate with (laughs) boiling water and no chocolate and just pouring it down his throat and shaking and sputtering. And it's just, I mean, he really comes into his own as like, uh, uh, it's, it's a comedic role for sure, but I think he handles it. I think he handles it well. And I always have a lot of fun with that scene, Yeah, but it's a good one. 
But yes, the real winner is kind of a no-brainer. I think, uh, yeah, you you described it pretty well. Uh, the the operatic <laughs> trauma of Ash battling his own hand. Uh, instead of rehashing this scene again, since you described it so well, I wanted to share a brief bit of trivia. Um, oh sure. That I think uh, is apropos here, and it so. You mentioned when he flips himself over, he like grabs himself by the collar and mm-hmm. does a standing front flip in the kitchen of the cabin. And apparently this is something that both Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi taught themselves how to do in high school. Uh, really? It's to do this standing front flip. Um, oh, wow. And it came in handy later on as apparently in his first audition for The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., Bruce Campbell demonstrated they they were looking for someone who didn't necessarily wasn't necessarily going to do their own stunts, but who could look capable uh, doing action and riding a horse. And so Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell's demonstration of his physical ability was to in the audition room grab his own collar and do a standing front flip. Wow. Which apparently is something that the producers forced him to do at every single audition between then and when he finally booked the lead in the in the series. <laughs> is Briscoe County Jr. available anywhere? I don't do know, know, but I always wow. loved it. It's but Me it too. is it is like you you were asking the questions about how does Ash versus Evil Dead end and Briscoe is sadly a show that like just ends totally in the middle of its plot line. Yeah. With, I think, kind of a cliffhanger. And it only got one season, which I think is really unfortunate because it was a very fun show. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like a sci fi Western. It yeah. was so strange. And I really loved it as a kid. Mm hmm. Um, it is free with ads on IMDb TV. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Which can be watched on IMDb or uh, through Amazon Prime. Awesome. Maybe we can do that over Christmas. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, there are twenty five uh, episodes, so I can we can knock that out <laughs> for twenty five days of Christmas. Yeah, there we go. One of that. It's right. our new tradition. One more category to go in our grand superlatives. Okay, and that is best one liner. Again, this is. I mean, unless you have another pick, this is going to be a pretty ash heavy category. Yeah, yeah. best ash one liners. Let's just say that. Yeah, best ash one liners. Uh, so why don't you go go this time? Okay. Um, well, this may not come as a huge surprise to listeners who followed along with the whole series, but both of mine come from uh, Army of Darkness, and mm-hmm. I would say mine, that if, mine too. And if I was forced to pick a third place, I think it would also be from Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't say it, then I will say it at the end. Um. But my honorable mention is one that I think is a little bit of a sleeper. But honestly, like, as someone who enjoys comedy almost as much as I enjoy horror, is a line that legitimately makes me laugh out loud every time I hear it, including this last time. And that is uh, in the climactic battle of Army of Darkness, when uh, evil Sheila reappears... (laughs) Mm-hmm. she says to ash right before their showdown uh, uh i think she says calls him lover or something like that and she says you found me beautiful once and ash <laughs> replies honey you got real ugly 
And the delivery is phenomenal, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know she's a demon, so it's yeah, it's fine. You it's can, okay. You can say that. You can um, say that. We can say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it just it gives me a real silly, childish chuckle, uh, and it never never fails. Uh, but that's my honorable mention. My winner, my favorite one-liner of all of Ash's very choice lines throughout this whole series is one it is not the most famous or maybe even the second most famous of his lines but it tops off to me what is my favorite bit of uh dialogue really monologue in this whole series and it's one that i don't think will surprise you too much eric at the uh climax of ash's boomstick speech after he climbs Mm -hmm. out of the pit and he gives a detailed rundown of all of the features of his Remington double barrel shotgun. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. You recited this verbatim. Yes, I recited this all verbatim and this uh, inspiring speech where he is just regurgitating copy from his work at a department store. <laughs> <laughs> Ends with shop smart, shop smart. You got that? <laughs> and I still think that the that the humor that drives that whole speech and that and the climax of that, like it's really funny. It is a very very funny bit. Yeah, it's I laughed really yeah. hard when I was watching it this time around, and I will always love it for that. So those are my picks. Um. Okay. So mine are a couple of sleepers too. I think. I. I mean, because at this point, let's be honest. Hail to the king, baby. Give me some sugar. Yeah. And groovy. Yes. We know those. Like they, yeah, they're they really iconic, but they're a little bit done, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, I have two honorable mentions, I guess. Okay. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. <laughs> Always made me laugh because I just like calling people primitive screwheads. It's, it's very ma- funny. It's making me laugh right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but my real deal honorable mention, because <laughs> it made me fucking crack up when i was just reading it this time around Uh because i was looking at a list of quotes from the movie is ash talking to sheila Uh um when she comes into his is i believe it's when she comes into his chambers okay before he kisses her and he says first you want to kill me now you want to kiss me blow (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so funny telling someone to blow yes graham blow yeah (laughs) (laughs) but Ultimately, ultimately, that's all, folks. Um, ultimately, my winner is when Ash is talking to, uh, I believe it's to um, the prince. What's the prince's name? Is it Arthur? It's Arthur. Yeah. 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 You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack just left town. Oh, he's talking to Eric the Red. Oh, he's talking uh, the red. Yes, yeah. yes, you're right. He- yeah. Henry, the Duke Henry. Henry the red. The red. Henry That's the red. That's what it was. <laughs> it's a great line, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, reminiscent of, I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm yeah. all out of bubblegum, or whatever the order is on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Army of Darkness is, is, for all of its strengths and weaknesses, well, for all of its weaknesses, it will em- be eminently quotable always and forever. Yeah, and also my third honorable mention that I didn't say is, "Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, guys, 
that's that. Those are our super superlatives um, for the movie. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to be ranking these movies and announcing our next series. Ooh. Ooh. And it might be seasonally appropriate. Okay, here we are. It's time to make our list. Um, So, this is a very difficult series for, for me to yeah. rank. Mm-hmm. Because I have a strong emotional a, a nostalgic attachment mm-hmm. to <clears throat> all three of the main movies. Yeah. Um, the remake, not so much, but I think this is the only time we've reviewed a, a series where we've mm-hmm. liked every single one of the movies. This is true. Yeah. It, it, isn't that, isn't that fun? It's like, we just it haven't is. done that yet. It's great. We haven't had to watch like a terrible shitty movie this month, which is, Feels like a betrayal of our of our audience, you know. They expect yeah, it to, does. to hear oh, don't us. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> we'll make it up to you. We promise. Yeah. Um. So I say that because I have my in my heart my Eric list mm-hmm. of how I think these movies should be ranked, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it should be our kill streak ranking of these movies. If that makes sense, I think there's sure there's one. All right, we'll we'll get we'll bring we'll get them to together and we'll figure it out like we yeah. do, like we do on this podcast. I I've already made my peace uh-huh. with it, I believe. But okay. here, let's let's talk about it. Okay. All right, let's talk about our four spots. All right, our, our, our fourth spot. Sure. Uh, which is our erogenous zone. <laughs> I thought That's that my was fourth spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's between it's betwixt. The nah, you know what? I'm not gonna. Don't worry about it. You guys know. No, no, no. I I feel like fourth spot would suggest that there's a lot of Taco Bell involved in your sex play. <laughs> oh God, I wish I haven't had Taco Bell in so long. Oh my God. Yeah. I want it right now. You know, it's funny. I think about you know that that episode of Seinfeld where George is trying to combine eating pastrami, <laughs> yeah. like his, you know, eating food with sex. And it's like, yeah, I could go for that. A little Taco Bell, you know, <laughs> bring back eat the, it fast. Cause it, bring, once it hits, you're, like, you're not going to want to be doing it. It's that. true. It's true. Yeah. You got to wrap up the sex within 15 minutes of finishing <laughs> consumption of Taco Bell. Uh, anyway, a problem for me. Yeah. Uh, anyway. in, in the fourth meal spot, um, <laughs> Well, I for me this is pretty straightforward. Uh I enjoyed it. I I liked it more than I thought I would. Um but it definitely uh 2013's Evil Dead remake would be mm-hmm. uh my least loved of these four films. Um I think that uh it is interesting. I think that it's well done in a lot of respects. I also think it has bad acting and terrible dialogue and um, doesn't really get going until about a third of the way through. But after that, I had a lot of fun with it. So it definitely gets a thumbs up from me, but it's, it's an easy fourth place on my list. Yeah. Same, same with me for the, all the, all the same reasons. Um, I'm very happy. I watched it again because I ended up Mm -hmm. enjoying it. First time I did not Um, very capably made, but has some pretty glaring issues. Yeah. And there's just no way it just doesn't stand anywhere near the next yeah. three. No. Um, um. All right. Well, I went first on that one. Do you want to start unleashing your crazy? 
it's difficult rankings that you're it's, you're having trouble reconciling. It is hard. I mean, I'll say this, and I don't think this is really much of a spoiler unless you're paying way too much attention to like a handful of comments that I've made along the way. But I ended up not really deviating too much from like what I figured my ranking would be. In fact, mm-hmm. I did not deviate from if you had asked me to rank them before we watched them all again this month. Mm-hmm. My 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 order did not change. Okay. Um I'm willing to concede on this one, but I think my third favorite of the series is Army of Darkness. Okay. Uh it is the it is the one that I've probably I've seen first. I love it. There's mm-hmm. a lot I love it. I love about it. Mm-hmm. Um maybe some of the things that didn't age as well for me are are just some of the humor. Um mm-hmm. the just the more physical the three stooges shit basically. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like, I can't knock this movie. I, mm-hmm. I love this movie. It's, but I think in terms of the other two, it's a three spot for me. Okay. That's totally fair. Um, for me in the third spot is going to be the one that started it all. 1981's mm-hmm. the evil dead. Um, and I guess if I'm talking about why it's third and not ranked higher, um, I think that this movie is amazing for what it started. I think it's amazing for what it was able to accomplish on truly a shoestring budget. Like a lot, like there, if you go out there on the internet and you start looking up lists of like most successful low budget horror movies ever made, you're going to see a lot of great movies, but you're also going to see a lot of movies you know, you see like a Friday the 13th or a Halloween on there, like movies that had budgets of a million dollars or half a million dollars, which is, again, pretty low budget. But what they were able to do with the Evil Dead, with the amount of money that they actually spent, that these like kids, these mm-hmm. kids raised on their own um, is something that I would say that outside of maybe the Blair Witch Project unmatched in horror, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I do think though that it is pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it shows the inexperience of its cast and crew in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of the effects. I mean, it's just like, it's a movie that if evil dead two didn't exist, would maybe get more it would get me more excited Mm -hmm. but it's just like anytime i've never once had the experience of watching evil dead and not at various points during the movie wished that i was watching evil dead too sure you know what i mean um that being said there are parts of the movie that stand on their own that i really love but it's just like the fact that there is a movie that already exists that is like a sort of almost de facto remake of this film uh, mm. that is way more entertaining, it just makes me say, you know, it's great. But also it's like, I'm, I'm just going to take my Evil Dead 2. Thanks. Sure. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, so now we're on, uh, we're on two now? Is it second two? place. Yeah, second, second place. place. Yeah. Okay, so this is... Very, very difficult for me. Okay. Because I think my actual favorite Uh is this movie. Okay. But (laughs) I know 
I know that it's not the best one. And it's Evil Dead. The uh-huh. original the the Evil Dead is probably my favorite one because I've seen it so many times. I owned it. It was the fir- it was the one I watched after Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. I love it. I love it. I love it. But but you know, watching it this time around and the last time I, wa- I watched it, which was with my wife, and mm. I, you kind of watch things differently when you're watching it with somebody who hasn't seen something before. Sure. And she was also bored for like the first 40 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recognize it isn't the best one. So I'm going to put it, I'm putting it in second place for me. I mean, can I just throw out there that if you're going to have two rankings anyways, yeah. which is like the canonical kill streak ranking and then your own personal ranking. Okay. Isn't if there was a time to put it in first place, wouldn't this You're be right. it? So then it's Evil Dead Two and my two my deuce hole. <laughs> um, you gonna have the Evil Dead coming out of your deuce hole after that yeah. fourth meal, my friend. <laughs> All right, you you you're right. You you're right. Um, I'm voting with my heart here. I think uh, Evil Dead Two. I mean, these are all great movies. I love these movies. Like, yes. there's there's no. It's like choosing between a cheeseburger and pizza. Like they're mm. both great. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the, I I will put in my ranking mm-hmm. Evil Dead Two in the okay. two spot. Okay. Um, my number two ranking is going to be you might be able to guess Army of Darkness because it would be insane sure. for me to try to argue that it is the best of, of these three movies. Uh, I will say that like it was my favorite at one point in time, mm-hmm. but. In this experiment, this grand experiment that we're doing, creating the Killstreak podcast and these canonical lists. For myself personally, I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Evil Dead 2 this time. Yeah. So it takes the back seat. But for all the reasons, I mean, it's just like we did, you know, uh, that li- all you have to do is look at that list of like best Ash one liners. When you think about the Evil Dead series, that's something you think about. The character of Ash, he mm-hmm. spouts one liners. They're all from Army of Darkness, you know? Yeah. They're all, all, that movie is funny and it's fun. And I love how much it tries to bite off, whether it can chew it all or not. Um, mm-hmm. It has big holes. It's not scary. There's not enough gore. It's, it's, it's honestly, it moves too fast. It's like, it's a little too short and uh, lean. I think lean, not in a good way. Lean, like there's not quite enough happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And some of it is like a little hacky feeling now. And I think it does dip it a little too deep into the slapstick three stooges stuff, but overall it's fucking fun. It's so fun. And I mean, that's what this whole series is about to me. And I think that's also why I end up putting evil dead third place. Because, like, to me, this series is about mm. fun. It's a fun horror series. It's about fun and gore together. Yeah, and yeah. that's why. And that, that's, that's why. why I, that's why I think I'm wrong. Yeah, mm. you know I mean? <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, that makes I, I don't sense. think I'm wrong because I, I like you love what you love, right? But I think in terms of like this series, if you're doing a service to other people to rank them, then it yeah. probably doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, that leaves, uh, for myself, Evil Dead in number one and Evil Dead 2. I already Mm -hmm. spoke a lot about Evil Dead 1, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off with with the deuce? 
Yeah, so Evil Dead 2 is my number one. Um, I mean, in the simplest of terms, I think it, you've almost got like a, a Goldilocks and the Three Bears kind of situation with the original mm-hmm. three, right? First one, it's a little too slow. It's not too scary, but it's like trying to be a little bit more of a down-the-middle horror movie. Mm-hmm. Army of Darkness, it's a little too fun. It's a little too goofy. Evil Dead 2 hits just right. It's right in the middle. It's fun. It's funny. It's crazy. But it's a little scary. It's gory. And it's big without being all over the place in the way that Army of Darkness can be, you know? And it's just like the first one is a great movie. And that's why they made the second one. And the second Mm -hmm. one is it is just Evil Dead on steroids. It really is. Yeah. Um, And steroids are good for it, I think. (laughs) If you you do them correctly. Yeah. 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 Um, Do you did you want to say anything else about Evil Dead 2? No, I I think. Well, yes. um, Mm -hmm. I think you bring up excellent points. Mm -hmm. It is. By and large, the one that you can recommend wholeheartedly like yeah. you don't need to see the first one watch right. evil dead 2 you'll, you'll get the plot of the first mm-hmm. you don't even need to like the first doesn't exist as far as yeah. the movie is concerned it's a blast it's it's just so it, the energy it, it's just like crackling on the screen mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's it, it'll if whiz is right by it's you never get your a chance to catch your breath yeah um and it's funny yeah and i think you know, it. I would. I have to mention too. There's an element to it that I think uh, listeners of rel- of our age, relatively a little bit younger than us, and certainly older than us, will be able to relate to, which is in the time before the internet was what it is now, and mm-hmm. before streaming video was a thing that existed, before even DVD was a thing when. When you had to track down tapes of things to watch them, right? And it's like, you weren't going to see Evil Dead 2 on TV. Um, Right. Right? Like, you had... This was a movie that had a reputation. It was notorious because it was great, but it was also gross. And it was, you know, uh, unrated in a lot of its versions. Mm -hmm. And this was a movie that, like... This was a shared interest that people had. It was a thing like it was like music. It was like punk music or something. When you see mm-hmm. somebody with, you know, clo- like safety pins in their jacket and it's like, hey, we have something in common. We can talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Like when you found out that somebody else liked Evil Dead 2, it was like it was really meaningful and it was exciting. And it was like this special secret thing that we had, you know, it it says something about your personalities. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, you're you're interested. It's like, Oh, I'm, I kind of know the things you're into (laughs) just by just liking this one movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really telling. And I think, you know, I wonder how that is for kids these days. And if they, if they find ways to connect like that, or if uh, things have just moved on to being different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I'm an old fuck. Um, okay, so the let's just quickly run down our okay. personal lists. Sure. For me, at the top, uh, in the in the one spot, Evil Dead. Then we go Evil Dead Two, mm-hmm. Army of Darkness, and um, the remake. So right. it's basically in order. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, yours are literally in order of release date. Yours is the <laughs> chronological. Wow. Yeah. Um, mine is what I suspect is probably the most popular yes. ranking amongst fans. Uh, it's mine's the most basic if you're a, if you're a horror boy, uh, and that is Evil Dead Two first, followed by Army of Darkness, then Evil Dead nineteen eighty one, and then Evil Dead twenty thirteen. And I, th- uh, yeah, go ahead. What are you, what are you going to say? Oh, I was going to say our number one spots. I think our number one for our kill streak. Mm-hmm. I do think it has to be Evil Dead too. I think that's true. I, uh, yeah, I think I think also just to be honest with our audience. Yeah, especially exactly. like if you are looking to us for any kind of guidance, which you know, sixty years from now when they unearth this podcast in the <laughs> ruins of society. <laughs> And they want to know, hey, which one of these uh, media should I recreate in the hologram and watch? Right. It should be it should be Dead by Dawn first. It should be Evil Dead too. But right. I think that for all of the persuasive reasons that you've put forward, and also because you know, I just want to swoop in and steal the opportunity to be magnanimous here. <laughs> I think. I think that it makes the most sense for me that if we have to cohere around a canonical order, that we should put the original Evil Dead in second place. Okay. I mean, obviously, I'm down with that. Yeah. I think that that order, well, I, like, it's not going to keep me up at night. I think that I can say there are strong army arguments to be made for the quality of both evil dead and army of darkness. And they're so different that it's like, it's hard to decide. It's a little apples and oranges, to be honest. It really is. That's what makes yeah. it so difficult. Yeah. Uh, well, great. I love that. This is okay. our, this is our ranking. So we have evil dead Two, dead by Dawn, the evil dead from 1981 mm-hmm. army of darkness, AKA Ash versus the Army of Or Bruce Campbell versus the Bruce Army of Darkness. Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. 1993, <laughs> yeah. And then the 2013 remake, Evil Dead. Yeah. Great. All right. Our work here is done. Yeah, except we have one more thing to talk about with you guys. Yeah. Oh, and one thing actually, to as a little coda to this, before we go into our next series, which is very mm-hmm. exciting um, for some people, but... <laughs> Maybe not for other people. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, something I forgot to mention at the front, but uh, two pieces of information that I think are worth everyone knowing about the Evil Dead franchise. Bruce Campbell has officially said on multiple occasions that after the end of Ash vs. Evil Dead, he has retired his performance as the character of Ash. Um if that's true, I think it's a it's a life's work. Uh, I, I he's done great stuff and will love him forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not true and he comes back, I won't begrudge him that either. However, the franchise is not dead, and they are already in pre production on the newest edition. What? Yes, uh, we are. It is it is called Evil Dead Rides. And it was slated to begin production this year, but thanks to COVID, uh, they are now hoping to go into shooting it next year. Uh, And they selected a director. So it's going to be once again produced by Bruce Campbell, uh, Sam Raimi, and Robert Tapert. 
Uh, it was like an Irish guy named Lee Cronin, hmm. whose only feature credit is a horror movie called The Hole in the Ground, which won some festival awards. So maybe something we should check out. Um, yeah. But yes, and and the only information that's out there about Evil Dead Rise is that it will have a female protagonist, similar to 2013's Evil Dead, and it will also have an urban setting, so it will not be in a cabin in the woods, it will be in the city. That is all we know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's breaking news for me here on Killstreak. Yeah, so uh, we may, in in a couple of years, have to... Add a little addendum episode to this series and review the Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, that'll be a first for us. Yeah. Um, that's a also like oh no, we haven't even done it yet. No, forget it. Never. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, All guys. Right. So we're heading into the Christmas season. So yeah, we figured that's right. We wanted to pick a see a series mm-hmm. that celebrates Christmas. Yeah, you guys hear uh, that? Do you hear that in the background? Ooh. Is that is that oh, is sleigh that, bells? Is that jolly old Saint Nick? Yeah. Oh, but Hello, what guys. is that, Eric? Eric, what is that? There's something small crawling what? up his back. Oh no! It looks. Oh no! It looks like angry. The, it might be the ginger dead man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've all been clamoring for it. Yep, we're going to do it. Finally, you guys won't shut up about it. The most famous Christmas horror series of all time. That's The Ginger Dead Man, which we just found out starring Gary Busey. (laughs) That's pretty exciting for both of us. This is also Um, a first for us because we've never seen any of these movies. Yeah, both of us going in completely blind. Um, I'm just going to ruin the best piece of Wikipedia trivia there is about the ginger dead man right now. (laughs) Sure. Which is Charles Band reportedly offered Gary Busey $25,000 to star in the movie, fully expecting him to turn it down, but (laughs) Busey accepted. (laughs) Yeah, Busey plays Millard Findelmeyer slash the ginger dead man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Those of you guys who have been with us since the beginning will probably recognize the Ginger Dead Man for popping up periodically in our colon exams. Yeah. Because in the the course of this series, we will be covering four movies that will take us through uh, until the end of the holiday season. Um, Those are the original Ginger Dead Man, uh, released in 2006. And we have 2008's Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust. <laughs> uh, topical, yes. <laughs> 2011's Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. Jesus Christ. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, and then finally, uh, released in 2013... Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, which combines the mythologies of the Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong series. Yeah. So and that one's going to be confusing. That uh, one will be confusing. We're going to have to brush up on some Evil Bong before we watch that one. Yeah. Uh, um, which uh, I shouldn't say because we use the Evil Bong freak also frequently in our uh, <laughs> colon exam. So I yeah. won't say what the. That's Those true. Are. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. This has been super fun. Um, yeah. 
you can continue to have fun with us. Slide into our DMs <laughs> at Killstreak Pod yeah. on Twitter. That's right. Uh, at Killstreak Pod on Instagram. You could email us if you wanted to. Who emails nowadays? But you could. Uh, at killstreakpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, why don't you let them know what our website is if they want to leave a voicemail? Sure. Uh, you guys might have been able to guess it, but our website is killstreakpod.com. And uh, if you're listening to this early in the day, happy Thanksgiving. Maybe maybe you decided to throw on the old killstreak while you made some mashed potatoes. If that's mm. the case, I salute you. Uh, and if you guys do want to watch along... Uh, for next week's episode, uh, Ginger Dead Man will be dropping on November 30th, so a day before December starts. But uh, it is available on Tubi, uh, mm-hmm. so check it out there. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? We'll see. We'll see what we're getting ourselves into here. Um, well, I guess this is goodbye, guys. Uh, yeah. And as always, hail to the king, baby. Yeah.